Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how a confused mind never buys. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to edition number 92. This is podcast number 92. Today, we are going to talk about how a confused mind never buys. What does that mean? We are going to break it all down. We're going to talk about some of our experiences with how that has played out. And we're going to give you some examples on what you can do or what you should do to make sure that you don't ever have that problem in your business. Now, of course, I could not do this by myself. All the way from lovely Sydney, or sunny Sydney, (laughs) I should say, is the lovely Heather Porter. Hey, H. That's me. Hello, and how are you? (laughs) I am great. Thank you very much. I have been out and about doing lots of things, learning lots, meeting lots of people, and um, got some good things to share today. Yes, me too. I like this topic a lot because it's... um, there's a cool little case study we're going to talk to you about. I have a couple of great examples and um, yeah, I think you guys are going to really like this topic. But before we get stuck in, I have a question for you. Oh yes. What would that be? What have you learned last week? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I learned this week. In fact, it's a, it's not so much of a learning, although I did learn about what this means, but there is an update to one of my favorite apps. That mm-hmm. I use all the time. It's not actually not an app. It's it's a tool on my computer, and that is ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow for Mac, which is the tool that I use to edit all the videos. Um, pretty much, I stopped using iMovie probably about two years ago. Now I am on a Mac. Um, ScreenFlow does not exist for PC, as far as I know. So I'm sorry, PC users, but um, ScreenFlow is like a Camtasia where you can put your video in there and then you can edit it. You can add all sorts of transitions and fun stuff. ScreenFlow for Mac has just launched version number five. And the cool thing is that now you can record directly from your iPad or your iPhone into ScreenFlow. It's cool. You never could do this before, but now you can actually record from your iPhone or your iPad, which is really, really cool because, you know, we're always carrying our iPhone And sometimes it's a little challenging to get a video from your iPhone into your computer. So they're letting you do that now. Um, There's a whole bunch of other updates, which is really, really cool. Um, Transitions and um, all sorts of bits and pieces. And and also it actually lets you, um, there's some people that still have, you know, Sony uh, video cameras or other, other sorts of video cameras where the format is a little different than usual. Um, it now lets you import those formats straight into ScreenFlow so you can actually edit them on the fly. Cool. That is what I learned. I'm excited. I have not downloaded yet. It's only just happened, so I'm about to learn. But anyway, what did you learn? I'm going to have to go and upgrade um, my my ScreenFlow, it sounds like. Yes. So 
What I learn. So this is interesting. It's just more awareness, I suppose, on something that I know is uh, we both know is up and coming, and that is content marketing. So I got this email from Aweber, which is another just an email marketing platform like Mailchimp, you know, Constant Contact, and it was signed. It had a face of a woman, and it was signed. Cheers, Lynette Young, Aweber Content Marketing manager. And what this tells me again is that if really every company is starting to jump on this bandwagon and understand how important the approach of education is. So she's sending out to the Aweber list access to a free Facebook course. Now, what does Facebook have to do with email marketing? Well, Mm. if you think bigger picture, everything, right? Because email marketing is all about leads and traffic. And of course, a big place to get leads and traffic is from Facebook. So I just found that really interesting because I'm just, I've been looking at how different businesses are using content and um, supporting their list. and, And this is just another great little example that I came across. Yes. You know, content marketing is really moving fast, isn't it? It's, um, it's, it's not so much about just getting content anymore and putting it up there. It's about how good is your content and are people looking at it? Because, you know, this is another podcast, I guess we could go into about content marketing and I've been doing a lot of in-depth, um, study on content marketing, especially over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, these businesses are realizing that they can't just rely on what they know. They have to start offering so much more than what they were offering in the past. And you know what else I love about content marketing? Um, last week we, in our last episode, we spoke about um, a cool little tool for podcasting and how there the tool exists in two different places and one company markets it better. So what I, it, it got me thinking this week, I was on Twitter and I saw this one woman tweet, I wish I could remember who it was, but she tweeted, what's the deal with content marketing? It's been around forever. Why is it suddenly a trend? And it is, it's always been around content sharing great content with your people and your business, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It's somehow marketers or, or for whatever reason, it's been picked up. It's this new trend that's always actually been there, but it's just, it's funny. It's now almost like the common sense element of it's now turned from promoting, promoting, pushing, pushing to, oh yeah, we should teach something. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's a, there's a stat out there that, that says that um, from the dawn of time until 2001, we, we produced so much content. We, pr- we produce so much information. There's a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. But between 2001 and 2011, in, that fo- in those following 10 years, we produced more information in those 10 years than we did for the rest of the period of time, <laughs> which is just phenomenal. Now, that was 2011. Fast forward, and, and that's when content marketing wasn't around as much as what it is today. Um, I reckon that time will be surpassed in, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll be doing that much content in a year. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. There is so much information out there. And, you know, that's part of what we're going to talk about today is this whole, is this whole, you know, a confused mind never buys. And um, we'll dig into that and why that, why that is so important and what you can do about helping your customers get a little unconfused, if you like. Yes. And to start that off, I would love to talk about a study, quite a well-known study um, to just set the stage, I guess, for why, you know, why we're talking about this and to give you some examples of, of what to do now that you know this information. So this is a study that maybe some of you guys have already heard about. It was done um, from a Columbia professor and they were studying this, this woman was studying choice 
basically. Mm -hmm. So she ran a test. And in this test, they set up a free tasting booth in a grocery store with six different jams, you know, like the jam preserves in a jar. 40% of the customers stopped to taste and 30% of those bought some. Now, remember what I just said, we have six different jams, Mm -hmm. 40% tasted, 30% purchased. Hmm. Now, a week later, they set up the same booth at the same store, but this time with 24 different jams. 60% of the customers stopped, but 3% bought. More, uh, more people sampled, but way less bought. So both the groups actually tasted an average of 1.5 jams. The huge difference is the buying The buying is the lesson here. So basically, having many choices makes them 10 times less likely to buy. Wow. That is pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, that's not just the only study of its kind. I know there's some other ones that are similar, but- Quick, quick one on that too. I, I brought up another quick one, which is interesting. So there was a surgeon that found that 65% of people surveyed said if they were to get cancer, they'd want to choose their own treatment. But actually, when surveying people that really do have cancer, only 12% wanted to choose. So this whole, there's so many studies out there. And the whole thing is this, basically, that a, a confused mind doesn't know how to choose, let alone buy. So if you give somebody too many options, they're just overwhelmed and they don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's uh, Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. So this topic's great to keep in mind because I know from my perspective, when I talk to small business owners, a lot of times they want to be everything to everyone. And uh, we've been in this same situation ourselves and you have all these products and services and programs and yet you're you're doing your best to i guess try and actually help the market because you have all these great ideas but in actual case you, people are too confused when they come across you to even know where to start mm-hmm. so um i guess yeah what I, I have some great examples i want to talk about i know you have some examples of how how do you actually deal with this if you actually offer more than one product or service yeah, well, you know, I, what I want to do quickly before we go down yeah. that path is that um, your example about jams is awesome, and you know, mm. I don't, but but what I also want to tell people is that it's not just in selecting something to buy, right? You want to think about um, any time you confuse a person. Now, that can be in a presentation, for instance, mm-hmm. right? It can be just a general present. Let's say you you got to get up and you've got to do a presentation about something or other. Let's say it's about your business, um, the, the, the business that you do. Let's say it's uh, in front of other colleagues about some sort of findings you've had from some work you've been doing. If you confuse them, they're going to shut down and not even start paying attention. So, <laughs> um, so some of the things like, you know, if you're overwhelming them with too much information, people will sort of get confused. And yes. Say, and now what is no saying no to what? specifically well it could be even just saying no to even listening to you anymore if mm-hmm. people are confused and they can't work out an answer it's like oh it's all too hard and they'll shut down have a think about that oh. you have a think about yourself you know when someone yeah. says something's confusing i'm like oh you know what and i've got i get i get emails from people right that send me something and i'm like i don't understand what your email is even about i'm not <laughs> sure if you do you want me to answer this do you want me to do something am i supposed to file it um, I don't get it. So you know what I do? I trash and go, oh, well, <laughs> it's too hard. I close it down, right? So if you're overwhelming them with too much information, if you're giving them too many options, as you said in the jam example, if you're boring them, 
That's another yeah. way to confuse people. Um, if you say too much, that can be a way to confuse people as well. Um, if you're doing a presentation and you're using bad visuals like bad PowerPoint, you know, have you seen those PowerPoints that come up and they're just, uh-huh. they're just vomiting <laughs> yeah. bullet points, right? <laughs> that just people just fry up, they, their eyes glaze. Um, if you're using jargon is another way that people close over. You know, if um, you and I got on this podcast and we started talking about all, all sort of internet jargon, our listeners would just go, oh, you know what, this is all too hard. All so we, too try, hard. we try and keep jargon free. Um, and then if you speak in abstractions, I know you and I know some people very well who speak in abstractions. Mm. <laughs> I can sit there and I look at them talking and I'm like, what are you saying? Are they speaking English? Yeah, ah, that, it's, like that, it's like that double talk. You remember that book, 1984, where right. it was about Big Brother? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all about that. They had it, they called it double speak, where you say, you just say words and you confuse people. And they, some people actually think you're like an expert or a pro yep. if you're really good at doing that sort of weird language pattern. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. such a weird thing to, uh, and, but you know what I loved about what you said about um, heavy jargon? I remember when you and I were taking that course to learn how to write a best-selling Kindle book. And mm-hmm. they said to us, if you want to write a bestseller, it needs to be in language that a fourth grader can understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, in fact, even our Yoast plugin that we speak about all the time, correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, isn't it somewhere on that on that Yoast plugin tells us what level or what grade your writing seems to be pitched at? Is it, is it Yoast or is it, am I getting it's that wrong? It's not Yoast. No, it's not Yoast. It's another tool I remember you came across. I wish I could remember what that was, though. Yeah. It used to say you're writing for a 12th grade. It's like, whoa, that's way too heavy. Too I heavy. To, yeah. I need to tone that down. But anyway, there's a couple. So I've got a couple of ideas. I just want to just chuck those up because I just want to make sure people are thinking about a confused mind can come across in many different ways. That's, yeah, that's. I'm glad that you brought that up, not just too many choices, of course. I've got a couple of ideas on how to fix that too, but we'll, we'll cover mm. that over the next few next few minutes. So let's go in with your stuff. Let's um, dig in okay. with what you've got. So, um, yeah, so going back to, I guess, your, your business and what you're offering, if you think about some of the biggest, fastest growing brands that exist out there, they – either have a really simplistic website, even though they offer loads of of choices, and I'll have an example for that in a second, or they just focus on one thing to sell. And then from there, they take the the customer on a journey to the next level of products and services. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you have a lot of great examples about that too, Andrew, and I do, but I thought we'd just start at the very simple Example And the example is if you are a retail shop or a shop online or a business online and you have lots of examples, I absolutely love, this is one of the case studies that I always use, uh, is a retail shop here in Australia, online retail, uh, called The Iconic, theiconic.com.au. The reason why I like them so much is that when they launched, they um, basically announced that they had huge amounts of backers and funding. Mm-hmm. So you can rest assured that they have purchased the best money can offer or buy on as far as tracking, testing, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. What they ended up with on their website, so this is a full-blown retail shop with loads of products. When you go to their homepage, and I think all of you guys should, above the fold, there are two boxes or two images and two buttons. Here's what it says. Shop women, shop men. Love it. Love <laughs> that's it. I mean, you know, straight away, uh, that's written in, in easy language. It's two words, call to action. And I either wanna, I'm either a woman or I'm a man. And it's literally that 
simple. And then of course they have other little bits and pieces. They have some great little um, content marketing pieces. Like right now they have six weeks to sexy. So they have, they've brilliantly put together their site in a way where there's thousands of products, but yet you would not ever feel overwhelmed. You know what I like about that is that it, it, it gives the appearance of the user having a choice, right? Yeah. Because you can't be one or the other. You mm. can't be both man or woman and have a conundrum about, oh, I don't know which one to go with. You only got one choice. But mm-hmm. by giving you the appearance of choosing which one you are, it's like you're in control still. Yeah. So the, the buyer is in, oh, well, they're not, they're not railroading me down a specific path. I can choose which one I want to be. I'm a man. Okay, I'm going to choose that one. <laughs> the so yeah. I love how they do that. That's awesome. And then and then the sub the sub areas when you actually go in, like into the say the women's area, they've very specifically selected key things to cut down on confusion. So they've sort of grouped together their top selling items, which we're we're all suckers for, you know, a social proof. Mm-hmm. So when we see that these are the top sellers, of course, me personally, I, I want to go see what are the top sellers. Same with WordPress themes, even if you're out buying themes, you're like, well, what are the top sellers? Yeah, really, you know? Yeah. So that's that's how people are. You just want to go. Oh, if, if if everyone else likes it, I want to know what it is. It must be good. So they've de- you know clearly used top sellers and things like that. And um, instead of dumping you into another page where there's sub menus upon sub menus, it's just a few boxes of beautiful images with a couple choices. So mm-hmm. again, they're doing both things really well. They're they're both sh- starting you out with one choice confused mind. Well, two choices really, but you only take the one. And then the next choice is just taking you down that journey a little bit deeper, but still not going, here's everything that we have. Hey, I want to ask you a question and I'll, yeah. give, you, I'll give you a few minutes to answer because I'll, I'll give you my my interpretation or what I've come across. But what is a an example of when you've been confused? Like, can you think of a specific example or a site or a place or a business where you've got there and gone, um, too hard. I think I'll come back. So have a think about that while I while I share what mine is. Sure. Um, okay. I do a lot of my own travel bookings, especially on Expedia um, or Travelocity or one of those. And I find that when I have to go and book for a motel, let's say I'm going to do an event in Vegas, right, or event down mm-hmm. in San Diego, then I know that when I'm looking for hotels, I <laughs> I get that oh man, there's too many choices. I don't know which one to go with. (laughs) And I go through that whole, what if I get the wrong one? What if this one's got a better pool and I don't know about it? Or what if this, uh, at the end of the day, I don't even use the pools anyway. (laughs) So the the rationale is completely useless. But I have that when I go to those sites, when when I go to Travelocity or those travel sites where there's so many choices and I'm like, I don't know. I just wish you'd give me only a couple and I could make a decision. Do you have any do you have any places that you've been to and you're like, oh, here we go again? Do you know one place I never I never actually shop online um other than for books is Amazon mm-hmm. because of that exact reason. Yeah, I can see that too. I'm like, I've got a wish list that's got a, it's got a it's got a library full of things that I'd like, oh, one day I'll get there. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's something about it. It's like it, it, it's it's everything. It's like too much of everything. I don't know. For me personally, I, I get confused when I go in there. And um, yeah, look, any of those sorts of directory sites where there's just huge amounts of of data. It's like, oh, this is a, this is a great little um, example site. Sorry to sidetrack, but really quickly, 
my sister in America, she owns a day spa and she was researching, uh, she's been to lots of these sort of like, you know, beauty expos and things. And she's, she's found out and researched that across the industry of salons, and this would be anywhere, but in her industry, she found that when you offer a signature um, service on your menu, so it's your signature bundled service of, say, massage and facials or whatever, uh-huh. people buy way more of that than anything else I because would, it's surprised. you telling them, hey, this is my best service. You don't even have to browse the menu. This is where you what you want. You're just giving them the, the main choice right up front. That's great. That's great. She she implemented that. She has a package now, and she that's what she hands down sells the most of. Signature package. Mm. That is interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Works very very well. So, so if you're thinking about our signature package, it's the it's the Digital Traffic Institute signature edition. <laughs> Come along and check us out. <laughs> well, we need to go get some artwork done, H. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, so what else? What else you got there? So, okay. So, let's talk a little bit further about. Um, well, I've just talked about retail, right? But what mm-hmm. if you're a service-based business and you have, you know, different packages that you want to offer? How could you possibly present these in a way to keep confusion down? So, the idea is, um, where what's the best foot in the door? You know, if you're thinking about online traffic, the majority of people coming to your site don't know you. Mm-hmm. Yet they're skeptical. What's the easiest foot in the door next step for them to take to become a client of yours? Start with that and make that a main focus point. And then you can then lead them into a journey of email, follow-up funnels, phone calls, things like that. But it's it's what happens after they buy that is when the magic begins. And that's all about the systems and the email marketing that you put in place. But come up with the one thing that gets results that you offer in your business. What is that one thing that you're consistently getting good results for people with? And that perhaps should be that main entry point because then you have lots of results. So you can talk about case studies and things like that. Yeah, I am. Um, I know that we've got a client, you, you can talk about, um, talk about them soon, but yeah. there's a number of other marketers out there who do a similar thing and they have, they sell a lot of items. And, and if you knew what they were selling, you would be confused, but they get this whole point. They understand that too many books on the shelf, so to speak, is going to confuse people and they're not going to buy anything because they probably exactly. want all of them. And they're like, I can't get all of them. I just need one of them, but I want them all. Um, I don't know which one to buy. I think I'll go home. Um, so yep. they understand that principle. So they do this very well. And the way that they get around that is that they get them into your into their funnel. So mm-hmm. give them a free something or other. Give them a free party starter. We've spoken about party starters before. Or sell them one thing. Just give them one option. You have a choice to buy this. And now when they buy it, now that they're inside, inside your funnel, then you mm. can start to say, well, you know, we also have this. Did you know that? Or we also have this. And that way you're not overwhelming them. You're drip feeding them the, the offerings as they go. And like, oh, there's another. I know some people that do this very, very well. And I'll buy most of their stuff because um, I like what they've got. And I know that every time I buy something, it's great. But if I was to buy too many things, bang, I won't do it. I won't do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we've got a, we've got a, cl- no, we've got a client that, that's doing something similar. Yeah, look, um, and, and I, I use this as a case study a lot of times when I'm out speaking, and she has a, a membership site, a free membership site, where basically her whole focus is to join this membership 
area. And when she's out speaking and, and you know, um, on her all across her websites and blog posts, it's, it's like, come on in, get your free membership and get lots of cool goodies. Mm-hmm. Now, once they're inside of there, then she actually guides them on a journey of what to buy next. And she even goes as far as to have two areas of this membership site based on what you actually want to know more about. Because in her business, she offers two distinct sort of areas. And so she actually has, you know, whatever your interest is, you get access to those sorts of resources. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. then she knows straight away, okay, so you, you are interested in these resources. So then anything that comes up for sale in my business, products, service, webinars, events that are in this topic, I'm only going to promote them to you and I'm going to do it in a way where I give you structure and steps. Like if you're just new with me, then this is the best next step. So mm-hmm. handholding across all the products and services that actually exist rather than initially just having them come to the site, get a free ebook. She doesn't actually know if that's what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just, you know, try and promote lots of stuff without any sort of journey or handholding. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I want to share. I've got a couple of couple of key points of what you can do to really help people get past that whole no scenario. Yeah. So, and I know we covered some of these as well, but I sort of want to sum up because I know this time is flying already. We're already shooting through our time limit here, which is just crazy. <laughs> um, so here's a couple of ideas. Um, show people the larger picture when they, when they first come to your site. Show them the larger picture. Maybe you can use a story or. Um, a metaphor to sort of set up some framework to see how things all fit together. Sometimes that can help people. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to keep things short and simple as well. So if they're coming to your site, don't um, give them bite-sized chunks with little little bits of information so that they, uh, if they want to know more, they can either ask you questions or find out more by going to other places. So Mm -hmm. keep it short and in chunks. You'll see a lot of sales letters. Are written in small chunks, one one or two sentences per paragraph. Yep. You know, so it's not nice and bite sized If you're doing a presentation like a webinar, for instance, um, some of the best ways to not uh, confuse people or get them overwhelmed in a webinar is tell them exactly what you're going to tell them. <laughs> you know, in this webinar, we're going to cover this, this, and this. Yeah. And then at the end of it, remind them what they just learned, and make sure it's not 400 bullet points. Make sure it's Key one or two things. I think we've learned I that. that. We've learned that when we've been doing our webinars too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, help them make a choice. So when uh, you're creating a sales page on your website, when you're creating, um, when you're doing a presentation and you want them to buy something, tell them what you want them to do. Go here, click this button. You, you know, if you don't have a direct indication of what you want them to do, they won't do it. Unfortunately, you've got to say, click here and get access to whatever it is. Or if you're doing a live presentation, if you want to sign up for my course, stand up, go to the back and sign up with Mary at the back. You know, mm. You've actually physically got to tell them it sounds stupid and it sounds ridiculous, um, but you've got to do it. If, you're, if you want them to take notes while you're doing a presentation, um, okay, pick up a pen and write this down. You know, some of this stuff sounds really corny and basic, but it really does help people get past that confusion. It's not even corny. I think it's actually really good words of advice that you're sharing because we we can get into the mindset of assumption where we think that people know they know what to do when they're in our website or with our business because we know it back to front, up and down. You know, we we sleep, sweat 
cry over our businesses. We know everything there is about it, but people Mm -hmm. don't know anything about us or our business. So you actually do have to go back to the basics and just explain step-by-step what to do next. Mm -hmm. Buttons are great too. Like I know if you go to autopilotyourbusiness.com, we're changing our homepage to just offer a couple options. Um, Buttons, you know, meaning that on your webpage, do you want help with this or this? And it, that button is not necessarily the product that you offer, but it's what they actually need help with. Mm. Then that, that little button or, or module or box can then take them into the actual page that then has the product or service that will help them get that result. So it's all about, you know, again, the guidance. It's what are they actually, what are, what are their results that they want to get? And also starting with that just simple next step. What's the first thing that you want them to do? A lot of these, I love what leadpages.net has become, you know, because if you go to their homepage, I think it just says play video. They just want you to watch the video. That's the one thing that they want you to do mm-hmm. because that video is so good. It sells their product. Yeah. So less is more, right? Rather than bombarding you with lots of things at the top of the page. Yeah. Love it. Mm. I love it. Now, I want to end with a quote. Now, I don't normally end with quotes. No. But I want to end <laughs> with a quote because I think it's very, very uh, apt. You know, um, I guess this quote basically um, talks about, you know, if you want if you want to get things done, like getting people to do do stuff, whether it's yeah. sign up or um, click on your websites and that sort of stuff. And if, it, if, if getting things done relies on other people doing stuff, then you need to be really clear. All right, because yeah. otherwise, if you're not clear, so this is a this is a quote from Confucius, <laughs> and, it it. Sa- and it says, "If speech is not clear, then what is said is not what is meant, and if what is said is not what is meant, then what ought to be done remains undone." Nice. Mm, think about that. Profound. Isn't it? That's that's it. That's that's what you get after 91 podcasts. I finally come up with a quote. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, good one. Love it. Thank anyway, you for that. so I'm going to be clear right now. If you yeah. like our podcast, you need to go to iTunes and leave a review or a star rating, preferably five, <laughs> preferably five. Um, if you're listening to us on any other of those platforms, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podomatic, Podcast Alley, I think we're on still, um, all of those just leave us a review, leave us a start, leave us something or other. Let us know you're alive and ticking. Let us know you like it. Uh, tell us about Digital Traffic Institute quickly. Yes, yeah, so the Digital Traffic Institute is our signature service that we offer. <laughs> and it. what that is, <laughs> you get direct access to Andrew and I to ask all of your questions whenever you want um, about your online marketing and traffic. So if you're stumbling around on Facebook and you think, is Facebook even worth it in my business? You could ask us and then we could give us our opinions, advice and help with that. So digitaltrafficinstitute.com is where you go. And um, we'd love to see you guys in there hanging out with us and, and you know, um, we love giving our advice in there. And yes, you get to see us on video even. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, you do. We'll even dress up for it just for that show for you. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Andrew, for this show. It's a good one. And um, guys, for tuning in again as well. All right. See you, H. Bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. 
Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.